binoculars or what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hey, welcome to Featured Creatures. I'm Alan. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. It's our first episode with three mics. And now let's all say it after each other so we have a stereo panning effect. We're not going to do that. I mean, I could just add that. Yeah. <laughs> Left ear. Right ear? I mean, we're on. We're recording. Middle ear. We're recording. Middle ear. It's not a Tory Left nostril. Left ear. <laughs> Left ventricle. Ugh. <laughs> You're coming out of the chest. I'm going to start today with a story about how much uh, Guitar Center sucks. Oh boy, this is this is not a plug emendation. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's a damnation. Star right, Center sucks. I mean, that's I, it. Don't go there. I don't. We have didn't any... even hear people jamming Chili Peppers and Metallica this time, so I didn't even get that enjoyment. I don't have any hell stories for from Guitar Center myself. I've never had. I do want to buy like a gallon of fog juice though, because I want a fog machine. Go to your local family-owned fog supplier, not. Guitar I center. always forget to buy a fog machine on like Halloween, <laughs> man. Because like November first, everything in that store is fucking priced to move. Yep. And I could get a fog machine for like twenty bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Eat all the juice and stuff. That's I, just, I would love to. I get. don't even want it for anything else other than just to have a fog machine. What? Just having it on my floor just makes me happy. So then if Knowing we if we do some video streaming, we'll just have the fog machine going the whole oh, time. Oh my gosh. We got to We got to do a whole like thing set up to like donations. We just like donate to like turn off <laughs> exactly like ground effects. I want all that. I want like because I've said before, I want to do like a DDR stream with just like green screen and just like superimpose myself over the things. Just like no 3D models and just once we get, get the nuts. equipment to remake Creature of the Black Lagoon. Oh my god! Oh, we've got it. Give us the money. Oh, do it. No, we just... I would love to remake Creature. From Black I know Lagoon. we talked about this I in our Gilman episode. So proud. Uh, Alan, people have been asking about the roast. Oh, yeah, yeah. What um, about? One of the questions I got was if, let's say, our number one fan, Maha, has, over the term of his Patreon, has given us so far $35. Yeah. Uh, once you. he hits 40 does it count? Uh, no. So <laughs> this is the thing. The roast is pretty intensive and horrible for, for you. Great for us. <laughs> But, you know, it's a $40 in one, once, uh, you know, once your life, just do it. And uh, you can opt out depending on, you know, how much stamina you have for being destroyed on a weekly basis on air. <laughs> so, so it's not a one-time roast. We roast them every no, episode. It's, it's, it's until you opt out. Oh, okay, so, they pay, so they pay us $40 and yeah. we just destroy just them weekly them. for life. Oh, it's man. a really good deal. So should I, I do it if I had should I start like, self-esteem? Should I start just posting... A PayPal link to, or a Cash App or Venmo link to. Yeah, yeah, just uh, like give forty dollars and we roast you. Or yeah. you, and send us a link to your social media too, so that way we have we have ammo, we have material to work with exactly. Or I we'll mean, just dox you and get the real good stuff. Gonna, which no, is probably worse. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the next one. Pay sixty dollars, get doxed. Law enforcement. It, that was a joke. It, oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that was a roast. That's the that's the it's a meta roast roasting the notion of roasting. All right. Well, I guess we should get to today's little segment before we start. 
today's real weird animal. I'm interested. In we this haven't one. done one of these in so fucking long. It's been a long time since like before Christmas, I think. And before our horrifying October. Oh yeah, yeah. So Two lightning sounds. <laughs> Damn, I used to know. I used to. I practiced pronouncing this when I did the research, and now I cannot. It's the Etratochoana. Whoa. AKA penis snake. Okay. Interesting. Right. AKA manaconda. Nice. AKA floppy snake. <laughs> floppy snake. All right. Its habitat is underground and like waters of Brazil. Okay. It's normally between. Like, you can find it between 4.3 inches and 63.0 inches. Whoa. It's, um, it's a long pink tube. It looks like a dick. It's Is it actually a snake? No. Okay. It's a cool kind of animal that I'm ashamed I didn't know about before. Interesting. Species of... Sicilian. Not nice. Sicilian. Not... For people from Sicily, but C-A-E-C-I-L-I-A-N. Kaisilian. I was pronouncing the A-E like Aether. That makes sense. Sicilians are a group of limbless serpentine amphibians, like yeah. snake and snake. Oh, uh, it's like a long salamander. Yeah, but with Ooh, no limbs. With yeah. no limbs. Snake salamanders. The snake amphibians. The, this kind was discovered... Uh, uh, I have a question. Does this thing have powers? <laughs> Uh, kinda. Okay. I mean, aside from um, looking like a dog. It was discovered before, like, in the old times. They have okay. a, um, the prototype, not the prototype, what's it called when it's the first of a species on display in a museum? I don't know. Ah, oh, fuck. We'll go with prototype, it makes sense. <laughs> Unlike, uh, most, uh, Sicilians, or most Sicilians have a well-developed right lung and a vestigial left lung. Interesting. Uh, this thing has no lungs. Whoa, oh, so the whole right. body's alone. Uh, no, because it also doesn't breathe through its skin. They Like, science doesn't know how this thing breathes. It's like, it must be doing it. Like, it it's says, got blood uh, due to lack of info, it's classified as a data deficient. All right. They don't know how it exists. That sounds like a kind of Kingdom Hearts enemy. Just a data deficient? Yeah. yeah, you got your nobodies, you got your heartlesses, you got your... Uh, uh, unversed. Yeah, the unversed and your data deficients. Yep, there we go. There we go. That and makes production sense. delays. <laughs> that too. It's all about them production delays. It's my favorite. Uh, that's all I really have about the penis snake. Okay. About manaconda. So its power is... No lungs. <laughs> somehow it's breathing. Yeah. We don't know how. It's got a cool cousin with the other cool name, the... Amphibania neglecta. <laughs> they found one dead. That's all we know. Its power is just being dead in the last one. Yeah, they wow. recently found more of the, like a couple more of these things when they were digging a dam. I see. And like, fuck. They're like, oh, what are these weird more dick snakes things without lungs? <laughs> Interesting. Wouldn't it be great if to appease it, you just had to you know, sacrifice a bunch of dicks to it? I thought you were going to say it's having his pants. You're a madman, <laughs> The ship will never fly. And how am I supposed to get home to Dick Planet? That episode. <laughs> it's good times. Uh, here is a p- picture of the penis snake. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've seen that thing. Okay. It looks straight up like a dick. 
It does look very much. Except for can get up to 63 feet or inches long. It's basically the coolest thing. Like, you know, we should just stop drawing dicks and draw this. If I could live without breathing, why would I be the happiest dick snake in the planet? The species is the largest of the few known lungless tetrapods. And the only known lungless Sicilian. I'm looking for the, uh, the word I forgot. Do you think it just has like trouble like existing because of all of our oxygen? Just hollow type. Up its hollow organs? type is the name. Wow. Because to uh, name something a species, mm-hmm. you have to um, have like three of them. One as like just a display piece in a museum as okay. the hollow type. One that you dissect and fucking catalog. And then one like living ones. Makes sense. Yeah. Because one could be like some kind of like weird mutated deformed thing. Yep. Interesting. There's a, that's how I found out a, between the difference between a fish and fishes. Interesting. Like a school of fish, a plural for that would be fish. Yeah. But if it's a school of like, or a group of different species of yeah. fish, like tuna, salmon, like they're all together, then that would be a group of fishes. Yeah. Like peoples. Yeah. Uh, let's get to today's featured creature. What, uh, what, what creature are we featuring? Colossal Claude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this another lobster? He's also called Marvin. Nice. It's not a lobster. Or okay. globster. Okay. All right. I'm interested. I mean, I would have been interested regardless. But... Yeah. I, I still think we have to do just globster fest. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Because I am interested in all of those. All right. So its habitat is around the mouth of the Columbia River in Oregon. Okay. Oregon. It is 15 to 40 feet long. <laughs> I love these huge size disparities. Like, like 4.3 inches or 63 inches. Just so being honest, they were drunk when they saw them. Somewhere in this area of huge. It has a round tan body, a snake-like or horse-like head. Because those are the same. <laughs> it's a long neck and a long tail. Uh, it's known for raiding fishing lines. Okay. All right. I'll get to the sightings because there's not a lot of information on this because there's been two sightings. But uh, enough to give it a name. Two names. I get, yeah, that's true. 1934. L.A. Larson, mate of the Columbia River Lightship, saw a 40-foot animal at the mouth of the river. Crew members studied it for some time with binoculars. That's the first sighting. All right. So they saw, like, something. A big old something. Something colossal. Between 15 and 45 feet? I think this one would be the 40 foot. This is a 40 foot sighting. Okay. Man, we're almost already done with the colossal clod. Yeah. Well, well, you know, so, so, uh, like, oh my God, he's colossal. And then he's kind of, kind of looked at him with a, with a knowing smile. He's like, oh, it's like my cousin Claude. And, uh, <laughs> that's how that wink. happened. Yep. That's how they named him. All right. Sighting. But Claude had kind of a horse face, you know? <laughs> so that's where that But also it was from. referred to as a snake. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. He, he's a he's a strange figure. <laughs> I'm just trying to think what it could be. 1963, so about 29 years later, the Shell Oil Company, during an oil search off the Oregon coast, recorded a videotape that shows a 15 foot animal with barnacled ridges swimming in about 180 feet of water. Wait, what? Can we see this video? The video has been lost. Yeah, I tried. Oh, that. my God. What? Yeah. But, you know, this is a great. It's just oh like the, the whale researchers. This is a great excuse for a shell, you know. 
Like, oh, we got to do some more offshore drilling to find Colossal Marvin. Or would he be like Magnanimous Marvin? I like that. Monstrous Marvin, the Colossal Claude. Makes sense. Makes sense. And now we're at the theories because this is a very short monster. Okay. Is one of these theories errant giraffe? No. (laughs) Because that's what I'm thinking. Uh, One theory is inland whale. Okay. Maybe. But like horse face? I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then the other is plesiosaur. (laughs) Well, I mean, because you got to jump right to. I mean, I want to believe as much as anybody else in the tan, fleshy plesiosaur. (laughs) I want to believe in a plesiosaur (laughs) that, like most dinosaurs, uh, is covered in feathers. But it's like penguin feathers. Yeah. Interesting. Because they're just like shoots. It's really fine. (laughs) Uh, And there's no pop culture for Colossal Claude. None? It wasn't no. even in Secret Saturdays. Not that I could find. Didn't I thought we encountered. No, we encountered. It was Morgar that was the other thing yeah. we encountered. Which keeps losing votes. Yep. Does not get voted for. It's a shame. Because I want to talk about Tony Doc Shields. Nobody's interested so, in, in, you know, ritual with three naked witches to try to summon That are his Morgar, daughters. According to some legends, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to this living human man so bad. <laughs> like he's still alive. And he does not have a social media presence at all. He's going to be terrible. Need- You're going to meet him and he's going to be like, oh, I left that life a long time ago. No way. No. He's going to be like all burned out. And he's like, I thought this was the way I was going to make my living. And it was. You thought I was in this for the arts. It's going to be. It's just, I thought you heard it for the surreal alchemy. You just never meet your heroes, as they say. No, it's just always worked it, for me. That's why I believe in this. I don't really have any heroes. Well, none that are alive anymore, anyway. Yeah, that's it for... That's it? That's the whole story? That's, that's literally it guy. for Colossal Claude. So have you ever heard Colossal used for a, you know, a marine-type animal? A manimal? Yeah. I mean, the Ningen you could call it Colossal. Well, there is the actual Colossal Squid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess Makes I just... a giant squid look like a little bitch. Yeah, but see, hold on, right? Because it's the difference between, like, T-Rex and, and Spinosaurus. Where, like, Spinosaurus is, like, bigger. You know, I should say, actually, it's the difference between, like, the green anaconda... And, like, the reticulated python. Where, like, reticulated python is longer, for sure. But anaconda is, like, fatter. And so, like, overall... It's the biggest snake because it's the heaviest. And the other is the longest snake. Precisely. So, I mean... But which is the most colossal? Well, that's the thing, though. Giant The manaconda. The penis snake. Well, I mean, like, you know, pound for pound. So, I still don't know why they haven't called it the trouser snake. Well, see, that's... I thought you were going to say its habitat was... Pants. Pants. <laughs> exactly. Nope, it's a real thing. It, uh, I mean, shoot. I also thought at first you were talking about Candiru. And I was like, whoa. The deadly Candiru. Now, it's a very small catfish. Up. Yep. I've never heard of it being deadly. It's not. It, the only time it's referred Just to as really the deadly Candiru <laughs> is in uh, Venture Brothers in the yeah. testicular torsion episode. Oh, wow, yeah. A monarch refers to it as the deadly Candiru. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Do you hear that? I know. What is that? What is that sound? Mel Kelly, my bim back. <laughs> oh my god, it's time. We have another message from Philip. Oh boy. I hope this isn't the I need to go, my planet needs me message. No. no. It's uh this one's pretty long. Oh my All gosh. Right. This is gonna be the saga. You know, well it's a good thing Colossal Does, uh, almost nothing. Anyone else wanna read it? No. I does it involve lots of swearing? No. I'll read it. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, okay. And no swearing either. That's impressive. This is a long one. That means he pre-read. 
I did pre-read it. Okay, all right. Let's see if I can do this. I haven't read aloud in a long time. You guys ready? Yeah. Alan, Alex, and Garrett. Greetings, tis Billop. I'm now writing to tell a tale of my journeys from Washington North into the frozen lands. With a new warm jacket in hand, I begin my trek. The first few days were slow going, but I eventually made myself some skis to help move over land to a better place. I thought it said six. I was like, <laughs> all right. I was planning to make my shelter for the day under its brow, under its burrows, burrows, boughs, and catch myself some more fish. I heard a flapping of wings and cracking sounds as of, as of a tree shattering. I was so startled that I fell into the river, and as I rose out of the water, I looked to the sky and saw a swift-moving copper-colored bird flying in a zigzag pattern that was probably twice the size of the condors I've heard you mention. With each beat of its wings, there was a crashing sound, and its entire body would shoot forward at a sharp angle. I was only able to observe it for a few seconds with two beats of its wings. It had dashed probably 50 yards, and with a single swipe, took a large cow out of the air. Large cow, large crow out of the air. After its catch, it made a third crash with its wings and disappeared into the trees. That was the only glimpse I had of it. I, re I remained in my chosen shelter for two days to keep warm and collect food while waiting for my jacket to dry. In that time, I heard the bird one more time, but was unable to see it through the tree line. The remainder of my journey was filled with captivating, captivating beauty, but nothing that would be of direct interest to the listeners of this podcast. I saw snow-capped mountains, forests of evergreens, frozen rivers, and slabs of ice that must have been hundreds of tons slide across the landscape into the ocean. There were tracts of tundra that spanned as far as the eye could see and would appear endless without, without the dark blue backdrop of mountains along the distant horizon. I've seen bald eagles catch salmon from open streams and the clouds of frozen breath from a bull, from a bull elk as he called, called to his herd. Through all these beautiful lands, I traveled until I reached the far-flowing north slope of Alaska, as I sat on the banks of the Teshikpuk, Lake Teshikpuk, <laughs> pondering where I could find my elusive quarry, Kushtaka, I was approached by an old man with long black braids. In my journeys, my senses had grown very keen, but somehow Inuksuk was still able to sneak up on me. He grew up here and had traveled all across the Inuit lands, but had, but had recently returned here, heeding the call of his totem animal the frog. <laughs> it had told him that at his home was a kindred who needed his aid. Inuksuk had spent his many, many years searching the lands of his people for their many stories, and in each village he would tell the stories to his people so that each tribe could be united in spirit. He told me that he had already, he already knew I was here to find the Kushtaka, Kushtaka. and that indeed this was the place. <laughs> I was told that the frog spirit could not tell him exactly where the Kushtaka, Kushtaka were but if <laughs> if i was determined to hunt for them this was the place we ate and he told me the legends of his people being lured from the from their kayaks to dive into the water and join the otter people for generations they had lived here in this very lake but recently the white man has begun to explore this lake and made plans to drill for oil here so far the drilling has not begun but the kushtaka must have felt it was public <laughs> too public a place to remain and left for safer waters it was a full moon and we slept. I dreamt of myself relaxing on a river, leisurely drifting in a raft like we used back home on the Ohio. I was enjoying a warm summer breeze, and the wind spoke to me with the words of old Inuksuk. I awoke, and it was still the middle of the night. I saw the silvery gleam of a, of a sealskin coat disappear into the shadows. I remembered his words in my dream. 
The wind had said, Follow it to the Silver River, but do not seek breath where the winds smell of death. I heard the movement of water and turned over to see the lake. There was a large man with a face of an otter and a coat of the silkiest fur rising from his waist above the waterline. He had arms... Uh, <laughs> He had arms that descended almost to his knees and ended with wide paws and claws that seemed to be at least six inches long. His fangs were sharp and peeked over so slightly, peeked ever so slightly over his lower lips. He held a paw to his mouth and beckoned me to follow before descending beneath the water. I dove in after him and was shocked by the cold. It was strange to me that the water could not be frozen like all of the other rivers and lakes I had seen for hundreds of miles south of here. Why had I asked? Why had I not asked Nixuck about this? Just as I thought of this, I realized that I was no longer as cold as I had been when I first dove in. The water seemed cool and crisp, but like the waters of an early spring. Each time I rose for air, he was waiting for me, but dove before I could question him. He was a fast swimmer, but not as fast as I was. Which e with each dive, I could get closer and closer to catching up with him. After turning down a uh, riverway, I rose for air. Immediately, my nostrils were filled with the odor of rotting meat. I panicked and saw that my Kushtaka guide was nowhere Kushtaka. to be found. My adrenaline began to pulse through my heart, and I prepared to search for signs of him. When the winds brought the words of Inuksuk back to my memory, I must free from, flee from this place. I breathed as deeply as I could and nearly choked on the stifling stench as I dove into the waters. I kicked and pulled with my arms as far as my panic could push me. When I finally arose, I looked back down the river. Under the light of the moon, it was like swimming through mercury. The river looked silver and shined with an unearthly glow. I heard a howl, and in the distance saw the sharp shape of an antlered head floating above the river. I turned wildly in circles, and with a final flourish dashed into the sky and disappeared into the clouds. Uh, its body was shaggy and coated with fur that was as white as snow except for the dark stumps over the feet that I had not to go. I continued swimming down the river for a distance, that seemed impossible. I saw no sign of dawn and felt afraid that I had truly lost the trail of my guide. I swam and swam and swam until, uh, until the whole world seemed to be as silver as the full moon in the night sky. Then all of a sudden, I arose, and instead of the usual skyline to greet me, I was in a dark cavern. The walls of the cavern were granite, and the moonlight reflecting through the water caused the walls to sparkle even in the dim light. I could not see uh, how far the cavern extended further ahead of me, but there were banks of pebbles along both sides. In the lounging on the pebbles, there were several Inuit people. I saw the Kushtaka who guided Kushtaka. me down the river, standing on the left, and while I swam towards him, watched, watched as he transformed. Unlike the rest of the people around us, he was no Inuit. He was a broad-shouldered man of pale complexion with wavy blonde hair and a closely cut strawberry blonde beard. He grabbed a baggy ivory-colored shirt off the banks and a pair of dark olive trousers to don. His name is Dennis Murphy, and following <laughs> is his story. Oh my god, so much story. This is why he leveled up. In what seems like another life, he was an Irish sailor. He grew up in Donegal, but, was left, it, but left it at a very young age, and has few memories of it. In fact, it probably shares almost no resemblance now to the town of his childhood. He was born in 1864, and at the age of 14, set sail as an ordinary seaman. In the year 1890, he was working as a cook aboard a newly built vessel named Constance. They were sailing on the northern coast of Alaska, exploring places to build new ports for shipping gold out, with less uh, overland travel. They were caught in a storm, and after an eventful night, Dennis found himself on a makeshift raft with two other sailors clinging for life. 
In the next couple of hours, the freezing waters had climbed, claimed the lives of the other two. Dennis himself, Dennis himself was ready to give up hope and succumb to hypothermia. Keeping moving had already failed anyway, and he was sure that most of his limbs would be lost. He heard the voices of angels singing to him in what must be God's unknown tongue. He slipped into the water ready to meet his maker. As the water embraced him and he felt the cold become as warm as, as warm to his numb body, he slipped into unconsciousness as the angels embraced him. He later awoke in this cavern, feeling sick to his stomach. There were giant otters all around him and the bodies of his dead crew. It was here that he broke off. He does not like to discuss the nature of the next few days. The transformations are difficult at first, and growing accustomed to the idea of eating human flesh was quite difficult for a good Irish Catholic boy like he had been. It was made even worse being in the bodies of his former crew. He has spent the many decades since living here in this cavern with the Kushtaka brethren. They used to spend long periods out on the lake and would live among their former tribes. Many of their meals would be the elderly and infirm who were ready and willing to meet their ancestors. As the white men came, they retreated more and more to these secret caverns that only be found, that can only be found by those who already know where they are, where they are, or are led by the moon spirit himself. I'm sorry, herself. They now are forced to hunt the sailors of lost vessels or fishermen who explore, who explore too far alone. As I departed their cavern, they sang to me in their own language. It was a beautiful and haunting melody that I wish I could understand. Yet I know that it, was a, that it was the sad tale of a dwindling tribe who have chosen to allow themselves to walk into the twilight rather than become monsters in the new world. Philip, level four field correspondent, featured creatures. Yep. Woo. Dropping my phone, you piece of shit. I threw the phone. <laughs> it was an aggressive act. Now I don't know how to get it back in. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's, that is an elaborate phone case. Not that elaborate. It's not. I'm, I'm overhyping it. I hope that was uh, that was acceptable. Not too monotone. No, that was good. Okay. I was watching your levels the whole time. Wow. Good pace, I hope, because I yeah. tend to be a fast reader. <laughs> no, perfect. You've leveled up, too. Wow, okay. Wendigo. <laughs> it's just like a Wendigo. It's just like, bye. I love that. <laughs> I like that it wasn't weird upside-down body Wendigo. You keep... That is Skinwalker that you... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. Don't get your horrifying native monsters confused. Uh, but even then, I've like only until recently have I seen stupid upside down body Skinwalker as well. Uh, we'll have to do a Skinwalker eventually. We will. We will eventually. Next week, why not? No. <laughs> you know this is planned ahead of time. Right now, surprise Skinwalker. All episode. right. That's how it happens. <laughs> There's a horrible movie called Skinwalkers. That's about a family of werewolves. Skinwalkers aren't werewolves. I mean, we're all skinwalkers. I mean, okay. This is the PSA I'm putting out. Skinwalkers uh, are not werewolves. They're not a werewolves, werewolves are not skinwalkers. They're not a werewolf. They're not a lycanthrope. Okay, they're literally not that. I agree. Okay. Uh, they're functionally very similar. That's all I'm saying. Plug of indations. Definitely the movie Skinwalkers. <laughs> That's a terrible movie. I'm uh, kidding. I've never, I've never it's, seen it's it. Too bad. He's I've never it. seen it. I'm not uh, Guitar Center Skinwalkers, and this one's for Alan Birth by Sleep. 
Oh boy! Was, was throwing it everywhere. Uh, there you go. All right, we lost them Some all. Why, why do you why do you have to give out our dark, dark secrets that I love Birth by Sleep and Alan hates Birth by Sleep? I gotta I but Alan loves Final games. Fantasy VIII, and I hate Final Fantasy VIII. See, I'm on the I'm on the edge. Have we been friends fence. for like 15 years? Because we don't discuss these horrible <laughs> things. I think maybe it's because you're both actual humans. I think it's because we both accept the things that we both like and dislike and don't hate each other for it. Exactly. Yeah. You realize they're just trivial <laughs> video games? And Aquatine. Yeah, Aquatine. <laughs> the base that this friendship is was what built it's all on. about. Well, that's the universal. You know, I mean, people said it would be soccer. They said that's what would bring the world together. No, it's for a long time, but it's no, I'm allergic to grasp. I'm not allergic to Aquatine. There you go. Who's allergic to cartoons? No one. Nerds. Nope. I'm sorry. Not nerds. <laughs> Bros. No. That's the opposite of it. No, right? because okay. that's kind of what Adult Swim's target demographic yeah. is. Yeah, but like ironically. <laughs> You know, like it's hard to. I mean, the whole time they're like laughing because they're like these bros watch our show and then realize we're making fun of them the whole time. Like, Back in my day, before Adult Swim, we had Toonami Midnight Run. Back in my day, uh, before Toonami, it was hosted by Multa. <laughs> we just didn't have that kind of thing. They just showed cartoons. <sighs> yes, indeed. I remember when the. Tom's ship, the Absolution, was being attacked, and there was a game you could play on Toonami.com where chose the fate of the Absolution and Tom. Oh, man. I had a conversation. I'm plugging Yu Yu Hakusho. That's your plug? (laughs) Yeah, I've been watching it lately. That's specifically the English dub. Oh, no, no. Specifically. Definitely. Specifically the English dub. He says bitch more than fucking Jesse in fucking uh, Breaking Bad. Oh. That's pretty funny. Both referring to Genkai, his elderly master, who those two together have the best master-pupil relationship. And when talking about a child playing a video game, he's like, how long is this bitch gonna take? And then Kurama has to kill the child. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, the psychic arc isn't... It's not the best arc. I see. I see. There's only like three arcs in the series, though, right? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, wow, all right. There's him being dead. Uh-huh. Him meeting Kurama and Hiei and fighting them. Okay. Them going to the demon world to fight Byako. Okay. Then the then them going to Tagoro or to the mansion to fight Tagoro and save uh, Yukina. Mm. Then, oh fuck! I, I missed the training at Genkai's, so that's already at five. Wow. Then, dark tournament. Then the psychic arc. Then the demon world tournament. I see. Okay, so there's only like like three tournament arcs then. There's it's only like, two tournament arts. Wow, okay. Wow, they got Dragon Ball Z beat there. <laughs> well, Z has like three, two tournaments. Uh, oh, I guess that's true, actually. Yeah, the World Martial Arts Tournament yeah, with the, the Boo Saga and then the post, like the epilogue where little tiny Pan fights and they find Oob. Yeah, wow. Okay, who else has a thing? You gotta plug oh, three like more actual plug? plug? Oh, man, I gotta, I gotta like actually plug something? No, you can stick with yours. Uh, no, actually, what I will plug is uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake, because that came out recently. Well, as of recording. I and you've been how, doing some streams. Have you streaming saved any of those streams to YouTube? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. You should start doing that. I might. I might. I mean, they're all just kind of... I'm just kind of doing it to appease my friend group right now. When I get my camera, though, I'm going to double down and actually start yeah. throwing some production value at my streams. But, uh, yeah. There what? you go. What, what, what? You were leaning away from oh, your mic true. and your levels were going. Because it, it, it's hard to see you through your mic. So it's I'm, hard to see anything through I'm my used, mic. I, it's, you're like invisible over there. Yeah. 
Oh, we're just and I like making voice. eye contact when I have a conversation. I know, right? I'm just going to have to talk to Alan because I can actually see Alan because his mic's not <laughs> giant and overcompensating yeah. over there. Uh, my mic is way good. It got all three of us for like 30 something episodes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. It, by, it was, it's the workhorse. It did the work. Cool. Alan? Uh, I'm going to plug stereo panning. <laughs> no, uh, also, aside from the wonders of mono and stereo and pretending this is stereo uh yeah great great artist jeffrey valance is having the 40th anniversary of blinky the friendly hand now at csun if you're anywhere near there you have to see that nice but boy is it something else (laughs) (laughs) it happened also just go visit blinky the friendly hen's grave uh any day of the week at la pet cemetery I think it's Pet Memorial Park. Oh, well. They don't get the plug. Jeffrey don't want to go that way. Sometimes dead is better. I think that's it. I think that is it. All right. Goodbye. Oh, shit. No, we have lots of stuff to say. I keep (laughs) every... It's always the first episode of a recording (laughs) session that I forget that we have to say... uh, Send us your emails. Yeah. Our email address is featuredcreaturepod at gmail.com. You can send us stories like Billup or just fun encounters you've had or questions. We'll answer questions. We'll fucking answer any question. It doesn't have to be about monsters. Come on. Oh, yeah. That actually, that would be <laughs> hilarious. We have great life advice, as you can tell. Treat our email inbox as an AMA. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and then you can also just do whatever on our Twitter at Fikri. F-E-A-C-R-E. Yeah. And remember, all you need to do to be Patreon. A cri- all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is give us money on our Patreon. Yes. Oh, are we doing that? We're offering no. the cryptozoology degree now? Nice. I mean, uh, I could change one of the tiers to cryptozoologist. Oh my gosh, you should. So far, it's thanks and for we'll the send, tip and we'll send out diplomas to people. Well, shit. That's a good idea. <laughs> send out fake diplomas. I might add. I might change the five dollar one and add fake oh, diplomas. Nice. In addition to stickers. Excellent. Keep your eye on that, then. Um, yep. If you want to be a bona fide, you know, cryptozoologist. <laughs> if you want to be an actual cryptozoologist, because there are no degrees. Yep. There's no classes. You just have to say you're a cryptozoologist, which is the best thing ever. But you have to mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to- you have to genuinely. Like they say, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. So if you're really you know, actually not being a bobo on this kind of thing. And, you know, but you go, he can jump over those two rocks. He did. He did jump over two rocks. <laughs> all you need to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. And a diploma. From <laughs> That'll be an official fee-free licensed <laughs> field agent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not as good as Billup, who's our field correspondent, but almost there. Level four. He keeps leveling up. He deserves it. Okay, I already said the things. Upside down when to go body sound. <laughs>